All right, boys, how are you going? Excellent. Richard Martinezzi from Wisebury 5 Dock and David Craddock, the cyclist from <laughs> Wisebury and more. Yep, fresh, you, fresh uh, from 50 the, kilometers. The reason I'm talking about it, yes, you, you just you just rode 50 k's. This morning, that's yeah. correct, yeah. And, yeah. and you're just fresh. I, I, I just walked for about 20 minutes and, and I'm perspiring. I walked Some, to my Something's car. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How's the market? How did you go? I, I mean, we're now coming up to mid-November. How did you go with all your auctions? Uh, Last time we spoke, you were we had, pushing them back? Yeah, they're, they're two, the two large ones, the Camperdown Terraces and the Surrey Hills, Yes, uh, they got pushed back. They went up to auction on the 4th of November. Yep. Absolute cracking auction. Yep. We had, um, there were both the two, two, two properties went on the same day. Uh, I think we had about 17 registered bidders all up. Oh, jeez. Uh, Surrey Hills were put up first. Very strong bidding on those. Started about, I think it's about 14 or 15 mil. Yes. Um, increments up. There were quite a few bidders, you know, involved. I think at, at the 18 and a half mark, it, after that bid, it was down to two parties. And then they uh, battled it out and we ended up uh, knocking it down for $20.4 million. Wow. Twenty. What a result. probably five million bucks out of reserve. Well done. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah so, so, so what do you attribute to that? How, well, why would people go five million over? I mean, is it a knockdown? It's not a knockdown, No, 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 no. The um, purchases, their plan is to subdivide them into 10 individual lots and then uh, they'll be putting DAs to refurbish. The houses have a very deep yard, which is rather extraordinary for the you know, inner city areas, plus rear lane access. And the plan is to extend the house itself back and refurbish it and everything, make it make more, more generous living rooms and extra bathrooms, that sort of thing. Yes. And with the zoning requirements there, you can build a garage right on the back boundary and put a little uh, studio loft type thing above it. Yes. And that's the, the grand plan. So um, I think initially, they're just going to keep them leased out for the next 12 months or so while they get through the subdivision process and then start the DA process. And then they'll um, start on the, on the building. Um, that's, that's, that's their plan, yeah. And then yeah. what we're selling for then? Four mil each or what? Um, I don't know about four. They'd have to be, there's a couple of sales I've seen around the area, some you know, well-renovated big places over, you know, 3.5, 3.7 million. So mm -hmm. certainly, you know, in excess of three million, yeah. is, even in, in this current market is uh, definitely achievable. Yeah. yeah so I should have called on my friend Dan Butcher and do, do something then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So what about the, the next one? Yeah. What about the other one? Camperdown. That, that went well too. We um, were expecting between an 8 and 9 for that and that ended up going for 9.7. Um, and again, the purchases there, a similar thing, they'll be subdividing, holding it for the short to medium term, subdividing and um, doing some renovations, refurb them to either sell some off and up, up the rents and keep some. But uh, I, I think part of the attraction was that there was just it's so rare for something like that to come on the market. You know, over the years, the road, I mean, when they were initially built, all those terraces were on one title, and over the years, most of them have been subdivided and sold off individually, mm. and that, and, you know, we still manage a couple, but not, you know, I think, and then the clients that we do manage for, they've, they've already started the subdivision process, so that if they do want to offload them in the, in the future, uh, you can do individually, and obviously, you know, you obtain a better price that way. But um, yeah, I think it was just the fact that it's such such a rare opportunity. Yeah, so a right. very successful auction. Well, we had a few other just single places. Couple sold before auction. We had one last weekend. We passed in. We're negotiating with a couple of buyers on that at the moment. 
So overall, the market seems strong. We're getting, we're still getting huge inquiry levels, but yes. what I'm seeing is that when it come auction day, the number of interested people with only you know twos and threes were not getting five or six interested parties. So yeah, but that's enough for the. It's enough, to buy, but I'm just it? saying. I mean, you only need one. You, yeah, ultimately, you only need one. But, you know, for a healthy auction, like when yeah. you've got 17 registered bidders and you've got five or six people in the mix, obviously, it makes for a, a much more lively and exciting auction than when you only got one. When you're down to one or two, yeah. you're usually trying to extract bids out of them. And, you know, it's a, you know, occasionally they'll go off. I've had auctions in the past where they'd been into the apartment or whatever, there's the auctioneer and two bidders, and I had one at, I think, within five minutes it was over. They just went bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yep, over-reserved, done, wow. finished. But... Um, Usually when you only have two bidders, sometimes it can be a fairly protracted process just trying to get bids because they're sitting there wanting to see the other person, what they're going to do, and, right. and, it, and it can bog it down. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing but, results. Um, so now there's going to be something like 20 or 30 resales, will you, no? Oh, hopefully down the track one day. Oh, it certainly <laughs> won't be in the short term. No, and I, I, think, I think they'll probably be hanging on to them for, for quite Long a bit investors. from what I what I've, you know, um, gather, you know, yes. conversations I've had with both buyers. Um, yeah, and I had the interesting thing was with the Surrey Hills one, the underbidder walked into my office a couple of days later. <laughs> he said, David, I've still got $20 million to spend. <laughs> Find me something. Yeah, so, that, uh, that's the amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, mate, you've got, you've got like Mr. Baby Honest. You're the Baby Honest tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> I mean, who can't trust you? And anyone would trust you. You know, it would surprise me that the buyer, I mean, the underbidder would walk and do that, which is fantastic for you. Mm. And because... I've seen you over the years. We've known each other for quite a while now. You're, yeah. just, you're just more than a real estate agent. You're just like that, that brother, that family me team member that they have. You know, I talk a lot about sometimes people have got a real estate agent they use. But then when they go beyond it, they have what we call a, like a family doctor, like mm. the family accountant. You're the family agent there, mate. You know, there's something about you and that aura. Anyone should trust you. Landlord to buyers to tenant to sellers. It's just amazing result. Yeah, well, it's just a matter. You know, you develop these relationships with your clients over the years, and you don't bullshit people and tell yeah, them the truth so. and give them honest, good, honest advice. I mean, that's. Did you did simple. you travel between those auction on bike or, or not? <laughs> no, <they were laughs> did you get on your bicycle? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we had them in auction rooms in the city, so it was Because yeah, I know you, you, you take advantage of anything just to do a bit of exercise. So. It probably would be quicker on the bike. Particularly, <laughs> exactly. Particularly on when you're doing open homes on a Saturday. I mean, the inner west traffic, I mean, it's like that northern Sydney, you know. Yep. Traffic is diabolical on Saturday, so sometimes I think, hey, I should be on my bike. Uh, so anybody quicker. who's got uh, something like uh, 10 million and plus, uh, please give uh, David Cradock a call. Yeah. He's, got, he's got someone who's going to spend 20 million on uh, the 10 million thing that you have. Yeah, well, if they've got you know, <laughs> 10, 10, or so, 10 or more terraces to offload, I've, <laughs> I've got the buyers, yeah, yeah. So how about, how about this sales market otherwise be, beside it? Uh, how is it going? Yeah, well, like I said before, we're still getting you know, good inquiry levels. Yeah. Um, commitments seem to be not as, you know, a lot of people just seem to be, I don't know whether they're just shopping around, window shopping, getting a feel for the market, but yeah. it's just we're not getting... You know, come auction day, we've, it's down to twos and threes, you know, we've got. Um, and even then, some of them are a bit, bit cautious. We had one at Dulwich Hill the other week. We sold that pre-auction. We had a fantastic offer. Put on the table, signed contract, 66W, everything. So, you know, I said to the window, let's take it. Because the other two buyers we had were a bit, you know, oh, they're grizzling about this, yeah. and a bit lukewarm sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. How about but, the market uh, in five dog, Richard? Yeah, I think um, the rush to buy before Christmas yeah. uh, is tougher than usual, obviously, because of the demand. Um, 
with buyers, uh, the there's little to choose from compared to last year because of the low stock levels. Yep. And I think a lot of buyers are thinking, you know, with the media hype saying the market's going to drop, all that kind of stuff, uh, they realise it's not. Um, so they're kind of rushing in to buy. Mm -hmm. um, so we're finding that um, it, it's pretty strong uh, in our market. You know, uh, we do obviously a wide range of areas as well. Uh, so we're finding the the lower end is moving quite quickly uh, compared to the top end at two million dollars. Um, but everything's getting a lot of traction, which is great. Okay. Uh, any good story from Five Dog? We've had one. Um, I don't want to jinx it too much. It's under a cool off at the moment, but um, <laughs> it's. Listen, we, we, we stuck with the owners uh, for a long time. I think it had been seven months on the market. Um, you know, it, it was priced right in the beginning. They got a good offer. Yep. Um, the usual thing, they didn't take it, was the first offer. <laughs> um, and we're trying to chase um, that price the whole way through. Um, so we finally took a deposit last week on it. Um, and they're very grateful. And, and, and he, he said to me, you know, like, you know, I thank you so much. We've been hard throughout the whole process. Um, I'm, I'm glad you really stuck with us and, and got us what we needed to get. Um, so we'll, you know, it, it's, it's what we do. Even if it takes, you know, a day, a week, a month, yeah. or eight months, um, mm -hmm. we're with our clients all the way. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, I think you've got to do that. It, it's so so many people like if you're going through the auction process, they think, oh, if it doesn't sell on the day, it's a failure. But it's it's really about finding out what the market is prepared to pay. That's correct. And sometimes it's it's under expectations. And and, and I, I usually find if you you keep as you said, stick with it for another week or two afterwards, you usually get somewhere. If not where they want to be, somewhere you know much closer. That's right. Because um, there's always a buyer out there that's willing to pay the price. Yeah. Uh, and it just be it might be just that time for them that they've just sold something that they need something they see this on the market and they come along and we marry the two up. That's right. Yeah, they might have been on the market in a week ago, but a week later they're ready ready to go. That's they've right. Just sold or whatever it might be. Sure. Finance just approved that sort of thing. Yeah, you're, you're and, the first uh, people I'm going to ask this question. Uh, to two days ago, the uh, the new budget, New South Wales budget, talked about replacing the stamp duty with land tax. On new purchase, what do you guys think about about it, and how is that going to impact this market? It, it's quite interesting. I heard that bandied about before, but uh, I think to start with uh, the stamp duty is a massive imposition upfront cost for people to pay. You know, yeah. you're, you're paying <coughs> 30, 40, 50, 60 when those Surrey Hill sales. I think it was close to about a million dollars, but yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's certainly an imposition. I think it, it, it's something that affects people's ability to, to purchase. I mean, it's all relevant. Most people are borrowing, you know, it's maximum 80, 80, 85, 90% or whatever. And you've got to turn around and fork out another, even on an $800,000 unit, you're paying about $30,000 stamp duty. So it's, it's you know, significant. And the it'd be interesting to see how they implement it. Investors are already paying a lot of land tax as it is. Um, whether we, I don't, I don't know how they'll do it as far as apportioning it out or I mean, what, what happens if you say, well, I'm going to pay it off by instalments or whatever, then you sell the place after two years, do you have to pay the balance then? I mean, there's a lot of detail which we, um, which, you know, we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah. yeah, but I think but they're going to do I, like a, a, a smaller, um, like a property tax yeah, over the yeah, years. Yeah. Is but it over the years or is it uh, forever? It's an annual well, property well, that's, tax. That's yes, but that annual stays from then on. So, so yeah. this is the thing. You, you own a property, David, and you own one, Richard. You sell yours, yeah, and to me, and I decided, yep, I'm I'm going to take on that land tax. So I'm going to pay, pay it, uh, on a yeah. yearly basis. Now, the following year, now I'm selling my house, or I'm getting my house value, and Richard he hasn't sold. Yeah. So mine now is going to be uh, on that land tax forever 
because once you've done it, you're in the game. He's not. Does it affect the value of my house? And I mean, if I was to sell it straight away, only paying a small portion of the land tax, right? Well, I've done one year. Do I have to pay the full lot when, when I well, resell yeah, it? Well, that would be that's a detail we don't know because if, if Richard would put his house in the market, then that would be liable for land tax anyway. But yet your question is as to whether you've got to pay what you owe or it's just something that hangs onto the house. Because if I bought a house, say now, and then they introduce it, and I've got to pay you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars upfront land tax, not land tax, sorry, stamp duty, and then they introduce it in a month's time, and then you've got to pay, you know, thousand dollars a year or whatever it might be. I don't know. Yeah. It's you know, it's a bit of an imposition. But um, and I could turn around and sell my house in, you know, like recently and paid sixty grand uh, stamp duty. I turn around and sell it next year, and then um, the um, um, purchase from then on in will pay the you yeah. know, the, the annual tax. Yes. So. Um, he doesn't have to if he pays the stamp duty. Correct. And I think well, that's what that yeah, well, I, yeah, so I haven't got the, the full detail. And, and so so this is the thing. So this is the thing. Like in, in five years, your house has got now that annual tax. Yeah. But in five years, Richard's house hasn't, hasn't got, got it. Yeah. Right? So is there something like fifty or $60,000 plus value in his house when you put it on the market versus yours? Yeah, well, it's going to be because you, from the person who hasn't paid their, all their tax, it's going to be that's still a liability. Yeah, so we don't know these kind of things, yeah. so right? I, I, I think they'll maybe put on it. You know, if you sell your property within a certain time, um, yeah. the yeah. land tax is due and payable. Um, you know, if it's say five years annual tax yeah. of five years, because yeah. the median price um, from Sydney is a million dollars. Um, so you're talking fifty thousand dollars in in, in uh, stamp duty, for example. You know, they might say over the five years you have yeah. to pay it all back. Uh, if not, it's due and payable if you sell. So I, I think they'll do something like that, not carry it on um, for forever, um, and then pass it on to the next person. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Like most most government announcements like that, they're big on on the good news, but that's right. very <laughs> short on the detail. It's so. like when they brought out that um, the, the renovation, you know, the two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars yeah. you have to spend. Uh, they'll give you fifty thousand back, all that kind of stuff, but they yeah. didn't say you had to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to, to, to get it in, yeah, in yeah. renovations. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, they said, oh, we're going to give fifty thousand dollars to people that are going to renovate their homes, uh, but didn't say the finer details. Hmm. But so the question is then, does it stop a lot of people from jumping into the transaction or into the property market now, waiting for these things to be a bit clearer? I suspect it's going to be a long time coming. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. right. they talked about this last yeah, year as well, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I look, if you're going to hold off, you be, could be dead before they yeah. introduced it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not saying it, there's no timeline on it that I, I can see. It's been so buyers who are holding off buying, uh, that's I their loss. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, yeah. I wouldn't be doing would, that. No. Yeah. You've got okay. to get on with your life. You, you could be waiting forever. Great story. So yeah. what about the rental market? How's it going? Uh, That's you again, David. <laughs> 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 I was at online the other day. I thought I had to talk to someone from the REI. I looked at the vacancy rates in a city, gone up from 5.5 to 5.8 percent. Okay, shocking. Yeah. So it's you're finding it more difficult really for the moment. Stuff vacant. We're chipping away at them, and I had a client ring me yesterday. He said, "It's getting near the end of the year. Put it on the ad height. One month's rent free." <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, you know. We've done that on other places, you know, two weeks rent free, we've reduced rents and people will look at it and uh, they said, oh, well, then I want to negotiate even more. Yeah. I said, come on, give me a break. And we said, well, if you're going to lower with your rent, with the rent, you're not getting the rent free and stuff like that. But yeah. it's just to get, I think that the, the problem is, of the people that are looking, there's just so much to choose from. Yeah. And the landlords have to do something like that just to make their property stand out from the, um, 
you know, as I said, I think last month, you know, you can certain suburbs you can go in and you can pick up, you know, 150, 200, 300 apartments in that particular suburb for lease. So, you know, and there might be, I don't know how many people, judging by the number of inquiries that we're getting, there might only be, say, 30 people out there looking <laughs> for yeah. a two bedroom apartment and they've got, you know, 300 to choose from. So the odds aren't. The odds aren't good for the landlord getting a tenant. So thank God for these guys, the mortgage rate's gone down. But, yeah. but here's the thing, does it affect the sale value? Because well, the rent returns low? It, it, it affects rent returns, but particularly if you're selling into an investor. Yep. So residential can be a bit, I guess, insulated from that because you've got a lot of home buyers, so yep. the investment return isn't, isn't that important. But, um, but it is, I suppose there's a bit of importance because the banks usually ask, well, what, what can I rent for, you know, if it, you know, things, things go bad. But um, it's certainly pushing returns down because at the moment we're seeing prices, I suppose apartment prices are sort of flatlining. Mm, but um, with the you know, rents coming down, it's obviously diminishing your returns. And that's something that I see may affect the market. I think if we keep this COVID under control and the universities everything go back to face-to-face -to -face teaching yeah. first semester next year, I think we'll start to see it. Well, it's not going to recover overnight, no, but it'll start to see it slowly come good. Mm -hmm. But until, because we know around our area and the eastern suburbs, you've got New South Wales Uni, we've got you know Sydney Uni just up the road, UTS and everything. So there's a lot of students that are not, that have disappeared. And I think once we go back to face-to-face, -face, it'll start coming in. And also the international students, because there's a lot of international students who are renting to you and they're, they're being barred at the moment. So un until both of those things you know, happen, we get back to face-to-face, -to -face, I think it's still going to be soft for a while, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. You, not very far, this, this is why we do podcasts with the two of you together. And you're in full recruiting mode, yes. uh, Richard. Uh, why is that? What's happening? Well, I think um, we're getting busier. Right. Um, so we need to obviously recruit to get more, more things done, um, to, to get more properties on the market, obviously, because it is low on stock. Uh, and what is going out is going to other agents and some for us, and we want more of the pie. So we are recruiting to try and um, get our work level up uh, so we can obviously get that as well. Do you, do you notice that the quality also of people who are looking for jobs are actually much higher caliber than? They are, definitely. Yeah? I think that last week you and I, we did an interview of a, a young uh, lawyer, yes. graduate, yeah. one year in law, right? And it's, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm doing it for other offices. We have people who've, who've been running, uh, managing flight centers for 15 years. And now they're doing this. We've we've got people who've been in finance for thirty years wanting to now be in real estate. So the, I, I'm I'm sure the two of you are really looking for more people to I join you. Correct. More people, yeah. So yeah. anyone yeah. who's listening to this and you know someone wanting to have a new career, might as well just get them to David Craddock in Enmore, Wisebury, or Richard Martinezzi in Wisebury Five Dog. Can you just tell us a bit of a story about any success? I think I've had about 100 uh, applications yes. so far. Wow. Um, we've employed one person already, um, young girl starting a traineeship. Yeah. Because um, there is good incentives as yep. well um, from the government, obviously, offering the traineeships and apprenticeships. Yeah. Uh, so we've employed someone there. Um, and obviously, the girl that's coming in on Friday um, yes. to see us. Um, hopefully, you know, all goes well. We can recruit her as well. What, what are you uh, seeing now different from these people to maybe uh, pre-COVID when you were recruiting? 
you know, a lot of the people are, are, are not, some of them are unemployed, obviously, obviously through COVID, they've lost their jobs and, yeah. you know, they're unemployed and looking for work. Um, but I'm finding the quality of people that they're more, they've been in jobs for a long time as well and wanted to change. Yes. Um, they've been in banking, you know, lawyers, all that kind of stuff, accounting, um, and they're just kind of tired of it. You know, yeah. the same mundane thing, doing it every day. Um, so they, they, they want to get out there and explore different things. Yeah. What about you, Dave? I've got to work on my recruiting. I've been yeah, busy in other things, and uh, yeah, I just I've just let. You're selfish, but you want to do everything by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was only I was having a think about that last night. I thought, no, no, I've got to. <laughs> I got to relent. It's just, it's just killing me. Yeah. So I, know, I need some. Certainly. Well, some maybe, more maybe Richard team. can pass on a few good yeah. people because he's, yeah, he's still got, got quite a few. Send them over. Lots. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm seeing like great quality of people. I mean, I, what about the tenants that you have around you? I mean, I'm sure that many of these guys would want to make a jump into real estate. There's an idea here, yeah. isn't it? I mean, be, so yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking like, uh, I know you have a large rent role. Maybe you should really get those guys uh, to have a look into different career. I mean, yep. especially we're coming to the end of the year, this is the time for New Year resolution now, which we know uh, 90 something percent goes up afterwards, 92%. But before then, we've got the 100% <laughs> commitment. And the mini after Christmas. So what's new in your area? Any, any good restaurant, anything new, anything worth sharing, anyone that you've met lately and were sharing um, on this podcast? Well, restaurant-wise, it's been pretty quiet because of COVID. Everyone's been um, in um, survival mode. Yeah, I guess there's nothing, nothing new open up. We're, although we're actually interested. Really, enough. man, over here it's so hard to just find a spot. Really? Oh yeah, no, it's, unless it's the you same, book, you I'm don't just, have. Just, uh, yeah, for the one, the existing ones, it's, yeah. it's, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's tight. You've got a book and, and everything like that. But from a point of view of new things opening up, it's still soft. But I was having a chat with Emmanuel, my commercial manager, property manager, and he was saying he's just noticed too in the last few weeks more inquiries, but he said also, he said it from quality operators or established operators rather than um, people, oh, let's try opening a cafe sort of thing. Right, you know, right, right. Um, people don't know what they're doing, so that's that's sort of a, setting out a good sign that um, it should be picking up. Mm. So, um, yeah. What but else do you want to share with us? This, uh, well, I think there's a lot yes. going on in Five Duck as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of new developments going up. Uh, which is good, and the biggest thing for Fardock is the the light rail mm. um, coming in 2024. Um, we've had, never had a train station there at all, so it's going to be huge for the area. Yeah, well, that whole. Do they know what it is? I don't think so. A lot of the older couples <laughs> won't. <laughs> a lot of the old Italian people they kind of walk out of their home to walk to the shops, and they don't go anywhere else. But yep. uh, yeah. I think it's going to be very good for the area. Yeah, I think it will because the whole sector through this, there's, no, there's nothing like there's nothing. public train, your buses, You've and that's about it. You've got Burwood, um, yeah. Burwood, Strathwood's the closest. Yeah. Uh, you got the light rail over Haberfield Way, but um, yeah, I think, um, well, the, the, the light rail, sorry. Leichhardt, yeah, back of Leichhardt. Yeah, that's right, yeah. but uh, I think the metro so, is going to so, do So where is it going to take you? Um, basically, I think the light rail starts at Westmead and it takes you through Parramatta. Um, there's going to be a stop at um, Burwood Concord on Parramatta Road there, one in five dock. Um, I think the tram sheds that's going mm-hmm. to be there yeah, and the tram is Oh my goodness. Very oh, quick. wow. Yeah. Yep. It'll open it up a lot. It'll, yep. Yeah, very it'll quick. Be, it'll be to get class, to the city. Yeah. Uh, well, so the people who want to buy now, they're doing the right thing. It's going to just so. skyrocket after that. Definitely. Mm. Well, one thing I've found with the buyers who are at a place at Roselle at the moment, they're all, because the government is so busy building, digging tunnels under the city, <laughs> they're all scared about buying a house that's going to be on top of a, a tunnel. Yep. They think they might fall into their house, might fall into their <laughs> tunnel. 
<laughs> during the excavations. I don't know, but uh, it's a long way down. Yeah, I've had a few couple of people, you know, wave and they come around with their maps. Is that under a tunnel? Is that over a tunnel? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that did happen when they did the M2 with, with one of the properties on, on at the entrance of the M2 around oh, really? uh, Beecroft Epping area. Epping, there was yeah. a block of units here starting yeah, to move. Something yeah. just yeah. happened there, yeah. and I mean, nothing really major, but it, it no, did but move, it, yeah, and yeah. that was enough for them to yeah. just reinforce the entire tunnel. Wow. So I think they've learned from that, you know, mm. there's no problem now. I mean, I, I'd be more worried about building a house under the Harbour Bridge in the tunnel. <laughs> that would worry me a bit more. <laughs> okay. But what, what else What else could we share this time? Or is that it? Any good news? Any good news? Well, I've had my good news for the month. I've just got a few more auctions to clear this uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And obviously, um, neither of you changing your prognostic for December is going to be flying the same way as yeah. it is right now, right? Yeah, it's, so. it's still, yeah, it's, I can't say. I mean, people who want to sell the other side of the year, should they put their stock, their, their property on now or next year? I'd still say do it now. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's some certainty you don't know what's going to happen next um, year. The market's strong now, so get it on the market is, now. Yeah, there is, there is that. But I do, um, have, I, I do have a few listings coming on in January that obviously they're not ready to put on the market now. Uh, there's four listings coming on in January. Yes. Um, which I've tried to get on now, obviously, to maximise their return. Uh, but they've decided, you know, we'll wait, we're not ready yet, we've got to do a few final touches on sure, the home. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if you are selling, uh, the best time is now. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, boys. Thank you. Talk, Thank talk you to you soon. Will Have do. Bye-bye. Catch up.